Every big financial institution struggles to stay on the cutting edge and compete both with its traditional competitors and disruptors. There are many forms of corporate innovation and many ways to do that, but as LNK put it, the best way to predict the future is to reinvent it. And that is what Erste Group is doing in its George Labs, trying to make banking simple, intelligent and personal again. I'm happy that thanks to Fintech Camp Hungary and Beyond Banking Budapest, I had the opportunity to take a closer look at how Erste is trying to disrupt its competitors and disruptors. Join me and Boris Marta, head of Erste George Labs, to discuss how a big financial institution from the 20th century that serves 17 million clients is reinventing itself. What do the sons of the CEO have to do with the creation of the George Labs? Does best practice for onboarding legacy management exist? What has been the outcome of George so far? We will discuss this and more in a discussion that took place after a string of heated presentations both from Revolut and Erste George Labs. Stay tuned and you can expect to hear some emotionally intense arguments about traditional financial institutions and neobanks. Welcome to Fintech Flow, where we deep dive into the depth and complexity of successful startups, sit down with bright fintech minds and bridge together the gap in mindset between the legacy players and today's innovators. With 10 years experience as a manager in the financial sector, MIT certified fintech expert Linda Scharlein is prepared to put it all in play and to follow the flow. Boris, welcome to Fintech Flow. Please introduce yourself a little bit and Erstead, the company, what is your role in there? My name is uh, Boris Marte. Um, I'm working for Erste Group since quite some time. And uh, my res- actual responsibility is that I'm head of Erste Hub. We call it Erste Hub, which is the innovation center of, of Erste Group. We implemented an innovation strategy 2012 and this strategy basically had some three, four components. One of them was that we said for the transformation which is ahead of us, we miss the talents and we, we, we miss um, the people who can lead us through such a transformation even though we have 40,000 employees. Right? And we checked it and we didn't find a lot of interface designers in the group, right? Why? Because they don't like to work that way? No, um, because that was a competence which the company itself didn't know that it was relevant. Okay, right? Um, There were maybe one or two in the IT department, but that was it, right? So we knew we need people, interface designers, business analysts, IT architects, Developers, right, really good developers who can lead and play around with the fact that we have to create some disruptive digital innovation inside Erste Group, right? So number one was the talents we have, uh, the, 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 the talents we need, we don't have. Number two was where do we put them? So if we hire good people... Uh, from the outside, from other industries, where do you put them? So there was a discussion to say, ah, we can put them there or we can put them into the IT or in the product department, marketing, whatever. But looking at it a bit more precise, we, we, we were immediately certain that that won't work. So we need something new. 
The third element was that if we do that, hire good people, give them a new place, like uh, outside uh, Esther Group, because inside it wouldn't work, then we don't brief them. They don't need a briefing. Like we don't tell them what to do. Because if we tell them what to do, why should we know what has to be done <laughs> and who? So they should come up with what they think is the most important thing or the most urgent thing which has to be done in order to digitally disrupt. So basically the briefing only was one sentence and saying, build the bank you love right, as a new kind of generation and you have the full freedom. This worked very fine. This worked very fine. And of course, there was lots of communication work necessary between this uh, digital manufacturing we founded called B1. Now it's called George Labs. So we changed the name just two weeks ago. It's a different story. We started with 25 people. We are now 225. <laughs> and we tried to introduce two methodologies which allowed us Firstly, to find a way how to get from the idea to the product, right? And secondly, how to align with Esther Group. And both were an experiment, kind of, because the first one was, because, you know, you, you start a new team, you said, listen, basically what you have to do is create the banking which attracts to, new, to a new generation, and including the uh, uh, getting to understand very precisely what is changing in the industry out there by technology, by the regulation and by customer behavior, right? Um, so firstly, how, how do we decide about which idea is the best and which idea we should realize? So we need a process to get this done, right? Because otherwise you start with something and then you have a bit of a strange feeling, is this really something urgent we have to do? Right? So we needed a process there and we needed a process if we have ideas, how do we find a very quick, easy, direct way how to integrate it into the Aster systems? Because as I said, we were not born to create something from scratch, right? We were born to take the Aster group as a company with a 200 billion balance sheet and with 17 million clients from the 19th century, from the 20th century into the 21st century, uh, which, which, is a, which is a slightly different um, challenge. So we needed two ideas and I think we, we, we managed this because um, basically, we in, in the idea creation processes, we went as democratic as possible. So every, every second Tuesday, the whole group could decide which idea we want to approach uh, and realize and which not by direct vote, right? So it was not, the idea creation process was not, not something between the employee and his boss, but was something the group had to decide by itself. That created a huge kind of identification and ownership amongst the team. And the second thing was we found really a very nice way how to align the main managers into a common breakfast we did every second Friday 
uh, we really cooked nicely stuff and mm -hmm. we celebrated there and we had parties and we drank some nice champagne and whatever. So we, we found a way how to buy in the whole team of Erste Group in making them part of this ideation process too, right? So it was from the beginning kind of a transparent thing. It was not like a hidden little manufactory around the corner and then coming up after two years with an idea where everyone's going to tell you, oh my God, yes, that's very nice, but our marketing plans are done, our investment plans are done, no money left, please come next year. But we managed rather quickly to be part of the investment policy of Asta Group uh, to onboard most of the people who are responsible for the different management parts of Asta Group, like IT, retail, or products. And we had a very, very collab close collaboration with the management of Asta Group, and especially with the CEO. Our story is one where the CEO himself said, I fear that my sons one day won't be my clients anymore because I see the disruption which is going on. So how do I make sure that me as a CEO of this huge banking group, that I can tell my family, listen, this is the best offer you can get, no matter which generation you are. This was the task, the emotional task. What me, was your role back then? in Back then I was far away from every kind of business relation because I was basically running the Aste Foundation, which is the which is a charitable foundation and a main shareholder of Aste Group. So I was I was more doing the, the securing the independence of Aste Group by running the Aste Foundation as a main shareholder on the one side, taking the dividends and translating those dividends into civil society projects in the region where Aste does its business. That was my job, right? But then I had this conversation with my boss and Mr. Treichli, Andreas Treichli, then, you know, had this deep depression about his sons not becoming his <laughs> clients. And then I did a research for a half a year, looked at all the banks around the world to understand what is the best innovation, what is the best innovation strategy. And I came up with the idea I just described. Okay. How easy, or maybe I should ask how difficult it was to onboard let's put it this way, the legacy management of the <clears> bank? <throat> well, I think um, it is not easy at all because the, 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 the structure is strong, right? And the thinking is bound to the structure. So, um, and it gives you lots of security and uh, you feel kind of uh, always um, uh, safe. Right, in a system which has shared responsibility and boards and IT infrastructure and everything is is managed towards uh, maintenance and you know but the danger on the other side is that you miss uh, what is going out what is going on outside uh, your infrastructure so um, we you know we, we started our, our process in saying we we are not kind of we are here not the voice of the bank. We hear the voice of the user or of the customer. 200%, not negotiable. And from this point of view, you see the infrastructure from a completely different angle. You see the problems, you see the hiccups, you see uh, um, the issues, 
kind of in the relation to the customers and you are free to do so you're free to uh, put on the table whatever you think is the right thing to put on the table and this all of a sudden creates a lot different kind of discussions and conversations also with the people inside the bank it took some time but slowly slowly they opened up and entered entered into this conversation with us and then of course it needed from our side persistency and how do I say humor to drag this through um, with all the consequences for uh, changing the investment budgets, building layers on incumbent IT systems, um, questioning the existing business model, disrupting kind of the way how we communicate with the customer. So there is a, a, a list of an agenda where we are always on the side in questioning how, how the bank is doing its, its, its job. <clears throat> but that's, that's basically what we're here for, right? And, and this is sometimes really very conflictuous, lots of conflicts, uh, and you need good people for that who are then able you know, to, to, uh, to get the argument from the beginning to the end. Otherwise, there's no way uh, in such a complex system with such a high, how do I say, critical product like money. You know, the worst thing, you know, nothing, nothing is allowed to happen there. So you better don't make mistakes when it's about money. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and, and consumers are very critical on this. So when they feel their money isn't safe there anymore, first thing they do is they leave right and 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 if media picks it up they're dead so trust is a very high value in this whole thing so we had to be on the ones that very careful to keep this level of trust but to still be very disruptive right and this is a hard this is the hard game right this is a risky game and a hard game it is easy to to build a little brand as i said uh, uh uh, out there, right, um, from Greenfield, and you have thousand users, and you make a mistake. So what? But if you're building an application for two million users in the market, mm -mm, better don't make a mistake. How could you compare the challenge? Because uh, how you talk about it, like six years ago, you kind of started up as a startup company. Yeah. But if I understand right, your challenge is still much different than a challenger yes. banks or neo banks yes yes, yes. Um, but we want to keep the culture the startup culture on the other side the mission is a different one so you are not here kind of to build the best feature in the global market because we won't achieve that right this is no way but what we're going to build is that the 70 million users we the 70 million customers we have in the Asset Group, they should find the best digital proposition to get. Um, because we want to make sure that the company Asset Group has a future in the 21st century. And you as a designer, as a developer, as, a, as an engineer, whatever, you have the great opportunity to work on the client base immediately, which is 2 million, 3 million, 4 million, and not, you know, fighting for seven years to come from zero to 100,000. So that's a huge responsibility and a challenge people like, right? The success of the platform George, right? Which now has been, has been rolled out in four countries already in Central and Eastern Europe. 
motivates us enormously right? to, to stick to the to stick to the mission. George, is what you have achieved in the last six years? Can you tell us a little bit about it? In Hungary, we are not yeah. familiar with it. Yeah. What can George do? Is he handsome? Is he Italian? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, what can George do? George is is the digital face of Erste Group, but it's not only the digital face of Erste Group, right? So it will allow the user, the customer, uh, to have full access to all his banking products he has with Erste or she has with Erste Group, twenty four seven. Um, it allows you to manipulate digitally what you want to manipulate. It allows you to buy shares. Uh, it allows you to transfer your money, to manage your bills, to plan your budgets. And as we heard from Revolut today, to block your cards and to open them immediately again. So we had this two years before Revolut came up with this fantastic feature. So um, George has, you know, We're doing we're doing global research, right? So we know what Revolut is doing. We know what Alibaba is. Doing, we know, we know what they're doing, and we're trying to be as good as they are, right? Being of course, it is a harder it is it is it is a harder job for us because we have to take always the bank with us. But still, that's the ambition. We want to be as good as they are, with the difference that, and this is I think our will be in the long term our competitive advantage. In George, you can cater all your financial needs, all of them, in one place, right? So you don't need a second bank to manage your mortgage and an insurance company to manage your insurance. And maybe you have a robo-advisory uh, app somewhere else. George will not be only the platform to manage your financial life, but it will advise you at the end of the day. It will take the data which are available. It will help you to create the right decisions, right? It will propose you things you should do uh, to be better off. So that's a bit the difference. We feel us more responsible about the financial health of our users, right? This is the responsibility George wants to live up to. It's not only a platform which allows you to manage your money, Uh, and go helicopter skiing in Canada, in Canada, right? What is George in Erste Group's eyes? Is it a sales tool? Is it a private banking solution? Is it a way of cutting costs in terms of uh, customer relationships? <laughs> it is. It is from everything a bit, right? So. Yes, it's the digital interface of Erste Group, right? So it gives you a digital solution for those users who want to work uh, only digitally, right? And it, it, it should be state-of-the-art uh, in providing such a solution. Erste Group will always maintain brick service, a brand service uh, in its countries because we think that for having a, a big client share, it is a, it is a necessity to be omnichannel right, in the market. Uh, number one. Number two, it is a way how to include knowledge into the big system, right? So there's lots of knowledge transfer going on through George into Erste Group as such, um, because we we can be quicker, we're faster, we have um, access to to um, people and institutions where the bank is moving a bit slow, right? So um, so we're providing the bank with knowledge. The third thing is. 
the working method is changing a lot also now in after group since they experienced how we work right so there was lots of cultural change which happened through the fact that we exist right? the Aster group also sees us of course as a business opportunity because they see that probably new generations mostly will buy their stuff online so we we need we need a proposition there right yes it is a sales channel yes you will be able to buy banking products there but what george also delivers is, a, is an app store so we are an online banking not only selling typical uh, banking products right but we are also sell, selling apps there and it already has this kind of app store and we see that slowly it gets traction right so george is the experimental field where Astic Group can try out a digital business model without the necessity to cannibalize its existing business, right? How is the acceptance of the customer? How long is George out? And what are the achievements? Is it new customers that it attracted or it enhances Look, loyalty? Um, both. In the last five years, uh, since we, uh, four years since we are in the market with George in Austria, the Austrian bank never grew as quick as it grew in the last five years. Now, we don't ask customers when they enter, right, uh, as a group or when they buy an account through George or through the branch, we don't ask them why, right? So we don't know, is this now a new customer because he's a George user? We don't know. We just see the figures and the figures are fantastic, right? Uh, we, we do lots of, yeah, basically we're growing since 2000 growing since 2014 George with we're onboarding I think 10,000 users per week wow as I mentioned in the discussion handing over a great thing for free it's not hard to onboard 5,000 per week it's for free right so lots of people onboard to try it out and then they see but to onboard somebody when they say but this is 7 euro per month it's harder but we still do Right, so we see because you have to put the value on something different. The value is not it's for free. The value is it's very good for you. Try it out, right? And then then they should be convinced, right? Congrats to all that. I don't know. Let's see in the long term. <laughs> Where can people find out more about you and about George? Well, you can find out about George www.georgelabs.com. Right, we have a website, and uh, you find uh, astigroup astigroup.com. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are curious what Revolut had to say, listen to episode three called Revolut: The Team Seal Six of the Financial Sector. In the upcoming episodes, we will discuss about international scaling. Next week, we will look at it from B2B point of view with my guest, Barnabas Málnai. Here is a sneak peek from that. When you get to the Series A stage, when the question is whether you can make real money and you already know for sure that people like and use your product, that's probably the time you have already figured out the product market fit to go and expand internationally. There are many reasons for this. More is coming on Wednesday. Stay tuned.